Hello everyone and welcome back to my podcast. Uh, this is Straight White Whale. We are churning them out and it's going well. Before I get into it, I want to thank Merchant City Medical for sponsoring the podcast. Um, we do sponsorships and blocks, so this is the last time that they're sponsoring the podcast. So thank you very much, Troops. Uh, Merchant City Medical is a a place that you can go and get cosmetic procedures done. You can get liposuction, um, Botox, you can get fillers, and you can get hair transplants. I get a hair transplant there, as you will probably know. Um, if you're like me, a kind of middle-aged young guy that's, you know, lost your hair through stress or you've just went naturally bald... Get in touch with Merchant City Medical. Um, the guy's name's Paul. He's a good guy. Um, I'm not earning money for this. They're covering costs for the podcast, so it's not like a, a weird pyramid scheme or something. <laughs> I got a product off them. I'm happy with the product, and I'm telling you, if you want it done, go and get it done. So Merchant City Medical, it will pop up on the screen getting about it. And you can even get an injection into your banger, Paul, for better erections. Does it make your bobby bigger? I don't know, because I never got it done, but yeah, I hope not. They can't perform miracles. <laughs> 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 they can make it harder, but they can't make it bigger. Aye. They don't do anything about micropenises, I'm afraid. <sighs> That's me scuppered. Do they do, can they do anything to, like, you know, stop you from shitting your pants? Like, I get so <laughs> many messages, mate, about shitting myself, like, last week, one last week. that story. Aye, mate. Aye. Try to shame me. I've got no shame, mate. I respect you, though. That happens to us all. Here, I trust... I, I trust cunts that talk openly and honestly about that stuff. See, when somebody that I don't really know tells me a story about them shitting their pants, mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, I could fight with him too. I, he's beside me in the trenches, man. <laughs> I trust that cunt. Um, so, <laughs> was this episode 12, I think? I think so, mate. Aye. Right, okay. How have you been, Paul? How's your week? I've been good, mate. I've been very good. I did the Bams to the Slaughter event on Friday night for the Bold Ravy Davy um, TikTok extraordinaire. Yes. Um, down at the Fairfield in Govan. Um, it was an experience, um, but I have been busy, busy, busy. Um, but uh, loving the reactions to the podcast, as I was, I was saying to you the other day in voice notes, we should really promote this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> If there's anything uh, funny today, um, let's clip it up and uh, we'll we'll start doing that shit. Because mm -hmm. uh, I'm surprised with it. I'm not surprised because we've been working hard, but it is nice to uh, get some positive feedback. Even last night I did um, a gig last night and as I was sitting in the crowd, um, there was a few Twitter followers there. Right. And they were like, we're loving the podcast, man. And I'm like, no way. You just come here and you sit and you talk shite for like an hour and you don't expect people to see it. But I've started promoting it at gigs as well. When I finish the gig on stage, I say, listen to my podcast. Oh, superb, so, mate. Love that. Uh, I think it's doing well, mate. Do you find that strange, meeting Twitter followers? It was weird because there was a girl there with a boyfriend last night and I was like, I know her face. And uh, Was that a good wank? <laughs> I, <laughs> um, I, I can't remember her name. She was a good, good lassie. But what was weird about it? Just because I was like, who is that? And then I was like, no way, that's Twitter. Mm. Because it was just because she was Twitter. Right. And uh, a journalist guy was there that for Twitter. 
Right. I find it quite strange. I mean, I don't have the following that you do. I'm not... You're, you're a celebrity, I would say. A local celebrity. Z-list. Z-list Glasgow celebrity. Yeah. Like Screech. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the Scottish Screech. <laughs> mate, I'd take that, man. Yeah, I'd take Save that. Save by the bell, mate. I fucking love that shit. But I don't have a following, so I don't really get it that often. But sometimes I do get it. I find it quite strange meeting people that... Especially people that you've spoke to on the internet. Like, yeah. you have like, a bit of an interaction. I've got... I've seen a couple of people and they've done that awkward stare straight ahead, stare straight ahead. Like, you're, you're like, you fucking spoke to me just be like, ah, all right, big man, there's I nothing know. that weird about it, is there? One of them is, I'm going to out him, one of them is that Fitz, Fitzy. Aye. And he comes in here and does a podcast now and, and I've never actually spoke to him and um, about this, but there was one time maybe about four years ago, I was walking down Suck Hill Street, he was walking up Suck Hill Street and it was, he was looking, he had that pure... What's that called? Thousand yard stare. Yeah. That he was deliberately trying not to look at me. It was like a pure intense. Don't look at him. Don't look at him. Uh, for the fault uh, for people that are listening, Fitzy's a Scottish guy that does a podcast as well. Just in case anybody's wondering. Um, but I have seen that as well. I've mm. been in Tesco and stuff. No, even with Twitter followers, but I've like people that I've worked with or people that I've seen in school. I've noticed that a few times, and mm-hmm. I'm like, but I take that as a proper insult though. Like, a few times I've been standing there in my head, like, are they fucking serious? Mm. So, um, I've unfriended people over that shit, mate. Oh, really? Aye. What, what, what upsets you about that? I'm just like, it's so comical. I'm like, why are you thousand yards staring me? It's so blatant that uh-huh. I'm here. Just gives a fucking nod. Do you know what I mean? I think You're staring ahead, I, no blinking, you cunt. Aye, I think that people get that social anxiety i don't think it's you it's yeah. them i think that when they do that it's more of a am i gonna need to stop and stop and talk to this guy no realizing that you can go all right darling and you'll just yeah. be like all right pal and you'll just walk away you don't need to stand and you know yeah. connect don't get me wrong i judge it by each situation if i know the person is quite timid and stuff it's cool but uh-huh. if it's somebody that's like a mate or somebody that i know i'm like that's you're different. gone you can't aye that's chopped. different do you want a cautionary tale um i went into tesco this was years ago when facebook first launched maybe after two or three years after facebook first launched and i seen a guy and i was like oh wait school that guy and i was like all right mate and he just looked at me like i was a fucking idiot and i realized that it was somebody that i went to school was boyfriend oh no way and i'd seen so many photos of him on facebook that i felt like i fucking knew the cunt i'm like all right i'm sure i said his name as well i'm sure i was like all right steven and the guy's like who the fuck is that like, hi ah shit i got that last night with the girl for twitter mate i got that for her boyfriend the boyfriend doesn't f- i don't know if the boyfriend's got social media right. but every post she puts up is pictures of her dog or pictures of her boyfriend right i was like all right mate and i was like oh, i don't think i actually know him but <laughs> he was i mean don't get me wrong he was brand new he loved the gig and stuff so. probably when he fucking had a wank darn connell said all right to me the scottish screech said all right to me <laughs> I got that with a taxi driver as well. Anytime I wear glasses, mate, I get spotted. See, as soon as I'm wearing my contact lenses, nobody knows who I'm like, There's Robbie. <laughs> Hi. The taxi driver's like, ah, so what do you do as a job? And I was like, oh, I used to be self-employed, but now I'm kind of just trying to ease back into things. And he's like, ah, Bobby! So there you go. Thunder cunt. Aye. <laughs> Thunder cunt? Aye. You never was... heard that before? No. Just a great insult. 
they call every taxi driver that you ever get to meet a thunder cunt. At least he wasn't saying horrible, racist, and homophobic jokes. That's normally the black cab taxi drivers. <laughs> I'm not like, racist, but uh, you do the comedy, son. What about this one? Two black guys and a Jew walk into a bar, and you're like, that? no. <laughs> oh, here. <laughs> See, fucking Whoopi Goldberg get cancelled. No. Oh, a couple of days ago, I, I love Ghost, right? Patrick Swayze, what a fucking film, man. Amazing film. I'm obsessed with the film for some reason. Always reference it. See the goblins that come out of hell and grab the baddies and uh-huh. drag them to hell and all that. I love that shit, right? Aye, See traumatizing the cunt- though as a Wayne. Watching Aye. that shit. See the cunt on the train and all. Get off my train. Mm-hmm. I-, I love that guy. I want to be pals with him. Right. He's so- a legendary actor, that guy, isn't he? One of these cunts that have got like a uh, hundred credits. And it's all weird characters. Right. So anyway, I was watching Ghost the other night and I said, Whoopi Goldberg is sexy as fuck in Ghost. There's a couple, see when she was younger, I thought she was a bit of a babe, right? Right, um, did you? Aye, aye. Um, nice. Fuck it, man, I'm greedy. <laughs> I'm a greedy boy. Bit of Whoopi. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> um, I was like, oh, Whoopi Goldberg, man, sexy as fuck. And literally, um, maybe 14 hours later, she was on The View and she said she basically rubbished fucking six million Jews died with the Nazis. Holocaust? Yeah. She rubbished the Holocaust? She was saying that it was getting nothing to do with race or Jews. Something along those lines, right? Okay. You'll need to check this on your phone for me. Right, go on. So she... she she basically said it's got nothing to do with Jews. It was bad-natured people like the Nazis. And everybody in the view was like, no, it's got to do with Jewish people. It is Jewish people. It's anti-Jews and it's racism. And right. she's like, no, it's not. But she released that. The Holocaust isn't about race. No, it's not about race. Um. Yeah, so, but it... She said, but it's about white supremacy. It's not about the Jews and the gypsies. So somebody's eye. So basically what they're saying is, but if it's, yeah, she's right. They're bad people. Mm -hmm. Okay. They're bad people that hated people because of their race. Yeah. Like, how can you say that the propaganda that went about in in Nazi Germany and the clear hatred for jewish people you know six million of them died what was that about then yeah what was it about like that's weird it's weird isn't it she came out and she apologized and she she said it should have been both but uh i just found that quite comical how i was like she's sexy as fuck man and then i picked up twitter the next day and i was like what she's pure cancelled you're I, like the pure any you mentioned betty white <laughs> you mentioned whoopi goldberg <laughs> who's next mate don't tag me in a tweet know, man. i'm fucking oh man touch wood you know but uh fuck's sake mate i mean i'm i'm still a wee bit perplexed as to how you find whoopi goldberg sexy i mean obviously she's an old woman now but no, even back then, I mean, and also, mate, you do realise that what was her character's name in Ghost? Don't know. No fuck. Um, she would be called Water Therapy. She'd be charging cunts to go up to fucking the Hudson, <laughs> New York, or whatever, and take a dip. How? Because it was all new age shit. Oh, she was no like a way. mystic, wasn't she? She Aye. was. She was a psychic, a medium, like all that sort of stuff. Um, mate, Ghost was. Do you remember when you were? See, when I was a wee guy. 
underneath the TV cabinet. Oda May. Oda May Brown. Sorry for right. cutting in No, there, not at all, mate. Underneath the TV sat, underneath the TV cabinet sat all the VHSs. Were you the same? You're a wee guy. We had like 20 videos that get played on repeat and Ghost was one of them. So I know that movie inside fucking out. Yeah. Although I was just about to say, I could almost tell you the code. For the bank account that the cunt steals, but I couldn't, I couldn't do that. But that's how many times you've seen it. <laughs> Aye, mate. Well, it's a great I, movie, though. It really is. Because she used to do stand up comedy. So, see if uh, maybe there's a picture of her online. I think she might have been 21 or something. See, when she's that age, 21 to like Jumping Jack Flash sort of time. Yeah, mm -hmm. I thought she was a babe. Right. And I'll die in that hole. Well, <laughs> in that hole. Uh, how uh, on shit. that hill <laughs> I'll die in that hole like, oh, uh, <laughs> darn you're right that's the best um, the best way to go but um, what's your favourite Whoopi Goldberg movie then I tell you what um, I'll need to google this right so I think it's pretty common knowledge that Whoopi Goldberg has went down the odd path recently she seems like a a person that's probably been in Hollywood too long mm. her head's fucking fried a wee bit and I can't remember the last good film that she done, but I'll tell you this fucking her, um, hilarious movie that she's done, right? It was with Charlie Sheen, and it was a 9-11 movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> what? And Charlie was, Sheen and Whoopi Goldberg were in a movie about 9-11? Yep, and it was only out in 2017. Oh, mate! It's called 9-11, right? I remember this. Aye. And I'm trying not to bastardise this, right? But it is like Whoopi Goldberg stood up on the set of The View with her clothes on, right? Her normal clothes and walked onto this fucking film set and just done a film with Charlie Sheen right. about 9-11. Now, I watch anything. I love movies. I love films. That's my shit. Right. And I'm sitting there thinking, what? the fuck is this because charlie sheen even looks at his box right. as well it's got well, a 20 percent rating on rotten tomatoes it's got a 4.3 out of 10 um imdb view basically it was a it was done by a director called martin um Gulley, i think he is god what is he Two seconds. Basically, he was a guy that got his first big break in Hollywood and he was obsessed with, I want Charlie Sheen and I want Whoopi Goldberg. So I right. think in his mind, he's thinking 30 years ago. I was going to say, in his mind, it's 1995. Aye, because Charlie Sheen, before he was well, fucked, hot was shots. amazing. Hot Shots, mate. Hot Shots Part 2 is one of the funniest movies I think ever created. And I... I really, I really liked Charlie Sheen. I love, like uh, Wall Street's a great movie, amazing, unbelievable. Um, and then that's serious. And then the Hot Shots. I mean, amazing. the bit, the bit in Hot Shots where they're fucking, they're doing the Rambo thing, they're wrapping his hands, and and then they go and it's like the toffee, and it's like the fucking M and M's, not me. Yep. Parody. Where have they parodied? Where's Naked? Where are the parody movies? Where's Naked Gun? Hot Shots. There was like this real time in the nineties where all these parody movies were fucking amazing, but. Aye, tell me the premise of this story. Let Spoiler it, fuck it. Right. Cunt's only okay. going to watch it. Let me hear what happens in this fucking movie. And see if you do watch it, smoke a joint 
close your curtains and get airplane mode on in your mobile phone and you'll be like wow on the morning of 9 11 a messenger a messenger sings happy birthday to his daughter a billionaire argues with his wife in a divorce hearing a maintenance man begins his day and a young russian why the fuck is a russian in this decides she's breaking up with her sugar daddy okay when the first plane hits the World Trade Center, these five elevator passengers find themselves trapped. Forced to band together, they fight against all odds to escape before the before it happens. Right. Now there's a scene in it, right? I'm not even gonna say spoiler alert. This is why you should watch this. That the cable in the the elevator snaps. And Whoopi Goldberg and Charlie Sheen is in this lift, right? <laughs> so see, as the elevator is falling to the ground at God knows what speed. Mm -hmm. Now, I think this is what happened because I've not seen it in years, right? <laughs> Charlie Sheen tells Whoopi to jump with him. <laughs> so as it's falling to right. the ground, Charlie does this Mission Impossible thing, right? Is he floating in midair? He's floating right. in the, Zero gravity? Zero gravity. Right. And Fuck it's me. him and Whoopi Goldberg holding hands together, def fucking going against zero gra gravity in this elevator. And I, at that point, I was like, ah, no! <laughs> well, apart from the fact that because of the weight of the lift and how we are absolutely nowhere near as heavy, you if the lift was to fall, you would just hit the roof. Yeah. You would be glued to the roof until it hits the grunt and then you would turn into liquid as yeah. you like hit the fucking floor. But he was like floating in mid-air like they were in some sort of like zero gravity thing in an aeroplane, like controlled falling. And then he said, jump? How do you jump when you're floating in yeah. mid-air? And plus he looks like he's got a, a mixture between uh, having a come down, chain smoking, he's got fucking cocaine sweat coming off his... Hepatitis, uh, AIDS, I, yeah, like, he's got everything, mate. Mate, what is happening here? But uh, So, basically, I, this guy spent all the money on the actors and had to shoot this full movie in a lift mm -hmm. so that it could pretend that it... How many floors up in the World Trade Center? Do you know, I can't really remember much, but I remember... I'm going to watch this, mate. You ever watch a shit film, right? I, co uh, I copy and pasted the internet movie database link and I just chain messaged it to everybody, like, you need to watch this fucking film. I can't believe how shit it is. Right. It's just mental how shit it is. What is your w best worst movie? Mm. Do you want me to tell you about mine while you have a think? Yeah. When I was a wee guy, I went to L. Butlins, uh -huh. right? Is that Craig Tara? I'm not too well, sure. Well, Butlins doing L. And we went into the town centre and we went to WH Smith and they had like a pure 99p basket for old videotapes and there was uh -huh. a videotape in it called The Outlaw of Gore. Oh my God. Right? Right. And it's about this sort of young, like he's supposed to be sort of preppy, geeky school teacher who finds a ring. If I remember rightly, somebody dies, like a grandparent dies and leaves him a ring <laughs> and he's driving in his car and it's in a thunderstorm and the ring starts to light up and basically gets transported back to this other, well, gets transported to this other dimension that's kind of like Conan. Yeah. And 
a very, very drunk Oliver Reed is like the king of this dimension. And this guy needs to like find his courage to like overthrow this guy. But he takes his clothes off and he's a tank. It's like you can tell from the start scene as an adult. I remember going back and watching it on cinema, like the mm. cinema up in the uh, fire stick and sort of going, I can't believe I, I, when I watched this as a wee guy, I kind of believed that this guy was like geeky because yeah. I can clearly tell that he's just got a pair of glasses on. Like he's a fucking tank underneath that thing, but it's called the Outlaw of Gore, and they've clearly like shot it on the set of Life of Brian or something that's like terrible. But the funniest thing about it is how fucking really terrible Oliver Reed is in this movie, and how fucking pissed drunk he is all the way through it. He's just sort of looking glazed over, you know, like just sort of sitting on a horse, pure improvising, uh, probably. Kind of like what he was in. What was the one that he died? Uh, gladiator gladiator see the way that he is in that sort of like yeah a pish guy at a bar trying to be serious like um like when a junkie tries to be serious and you can pure spot it a mile away what was that film called again the outlaw of gore right okay right, so... let me let, let's compare how much uh how bad imdb thinks it is right versus your one so what was the what was the 9 11 rating six point no, 5.8, did you say? 4.3. Oh, fuck. And it get 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. The Outlaw of... Gore? Oh, it's not even coming up. Oh, there it is there. Outlaw of Gore. Later. Stop trying to update my fucking phone. Oh, no way. Thingy's in it as well. Jack Plans. Who's that again? Oh, mate, I can't see that. No, it was the... The other bad guy in the first Batman movie, no Jack Nicholson, like the head gangster. Oh, no way. Jack Plants. Um, he was in it. But 2.3 out of 10. I can't believe that. 2.3 out of 10, mate. You need to send me that. Oh, my fucking God. It is directed by John Bud Cardos. Right, and it's based on a novel. Let's read it. Right. An Earthman returns to the planet Gore and fights against tyranny. Better known as Outlaw, to those of you that watch the TV show Mystery Science Theater 3000. Okay. I love that. Okay, so it must have been a bit in that and then they've made it into a movie. It's about a beefy blonde. <laughs> Hello. And his oily friend. What? Watney. They are teleported by a rose quartz ring. Yes. Oh my God. Because the elder who has no name, just called The Elder, thinks that Zeno the Priest is clearly a drunk Jack Palance. So Oliver Reed must not be in this. Wait, I know. I've replaced fucking Jack Palance with Oliver Reed. I don't know how I've done that. Um, How the mind works. Absolutely. Cabot, where does that come from? Cares nothing for such intrigue, just the princess, as he remarks, ooh la la. (laughs) What the fuck? The Elder is off, though. It's the Queen who wants the throne for her own. Naturally, Wante is seduced by the Queen to implement Cabot for the murder of the King. I don't remember any of this, mate. I just remember the guys get glasses, his ring takes him back, he, punch fucks, he punches fuck out somebody and he goes back to his own time and gets Aye. the bird in, like, the own time. Like, the whole <laughs> premise of the thing is he's trying to get this woman, she doesn't like him, he goes away, he comes back, he's no gets glasses, he's built that a tank and, and she wants him again. Yeah. 2.3 out of 10 on IMDb, that must, mate. I wonder what the worst rated film is. I'm sure we'll be able to find I out. I really struggle. You know how people love The Room? Have you ever watched The Room? I have not, mate, no. Um, 
that's probably been voted one of the greatest films of all time, but it's like really shit and people watch it ironically and they cheer you on it and stuff. I can't do it, mate. The Room? I'll double check. Uh-huh. We'll need to check out. What do you make of the Pamela Anderson, Tommy Lee biopic? Do you know, I'm not a fan of them, right? But see, looking at the posters, I'm like, that. they look, it look it they, looks good, man. They look exactly like them, yeah. don't they, mate? Why do you not like uh, the bold Pammy and Tom? Like, I don't know. It's just not my cup of tea. Like, I'm sure it will be good, whoever plays them. But The Room is a 2003 film, right? It's a romance drama. It's no way. 3.7 out of 10, 9%, uh, 23% on Rotten Tomatoes. I think I'm dyslexic, man. The director's a guy called Tommy Wasu. 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 They made, they remade the film The Room and uh, it's called The Disaster Artist and it's James Franco and Dave Franco and Seth Rogen and Zac Efron's in it, right? But the right. room is this weird guy. He says he's American, but he's no American. He's got a fucking Romanian accent. Right. The room is a 2003 American independent drama film written, produced, and directed by Tommy Wiseau. It's a feature length film, right? He's made himself the main character. Who has? Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> he's like okay. a guy with a fucking six pack. He's got long black jet dyed hair. Mm. He's the type of guy that will be like, I don't dye my hair. I right. think he said he was for Alabama or something. Right. And during this film, you're just like, this guy, how's he getting so much money for this film? So I think he's like a, a millionaire for Romania that's just appeared in America. And even when I think James Franco won an award for playing him in The Disaster Artist. Right. And the, uh, Tommy went to talk into the mic and they're like, don't you're not even allowed to speak into the mic wow so uh but there's like really long obviously the, he's made himself the the love interest so there's this scene in the room right. that he's having sex with somebody and i swear to god man it is like Fuck. a 20 minute long sex scene and it is so cringe and embarrassing that i don't even know why the cunt's not being that's creepy, man. Uh, cancelled. Cancelled. How do you... Have you never heard it then? No, mate. Mate, it's like one of those ones, see any time it's shown at the cinema, it will sell it, and people just go and laugh at how shit it is. Right, it's so bad it's good almost. Aye, right. but I don't agree with that. I think just it's like shit. It's just terrible. But the disaster artist is good. But you're saying, what's the best, worst kind of film you like? I know it's a comedy and it is really funny. It's called uh, Kung Pao enter the fist superb mate weird yeah. weird al yankovic is it that wrote that no 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 what was the one? Oh no sorry what was the one he did i'm not too sure right sorry could you check that though aye because i'd be interested right tell me about kung pao enter the fist because right. it's a fucking classic mate so, it's an absolute classic kung pao enter the fist is this guy i'll just double check i don't want to uh ruin it is it no that oh fuck man is it no the dude that was in that played fucking thing named wayne's world that's in kung pao steve oderick that's the director and the writer right a very very well respected and talented stand-up comedian and writer in america that seems to have 
he's not really made it. Right? He's another one that he's made himself the main character. Aye. He's the chosen one. So, what's but up with he, these cunts? I think he wrote, like, um, Yes Man, and he's done a lot of stuff on Jim Carrey. Right, okay. He, he seems to be the go-to guy. He also wrote Nothing to Lose with Martin Lawrence. Right, aye, aye, aye. Really? If, uh-huh. Do you remember Nothing aye, to I Lose? I remember Nothing to Lose. Do you remember a scene in it when they're, when they're robbing the safe and they're hiding under a desk? See the security guard when the radio breaks? The, the security guard starts dancing to the radio? Aye. That's him. Right, okay. So, I mean, people love him, mate. But I don't know why he's not like massive. So anyway, Kung Pao is this guy. He's took say a hundred old school Japanese Asian films that are all cratty, and he's edited them all together, right? And then he's placed himself as the main character in amongst all these old school um Asian films. It is just so fucking silly and stupid. I watched it recently. And there's parts of it you're like, oh, the graphics are terrible and right, stuff. Aye, aye. But it's funny as fuck, mate. It's, all, it's just hilarious. What do you remember it? I remember the bit where he's got the fucking, like, the beaver nunchucks. Aye. And just, it's just taking the piss out of Bruce Lee and, and all that sort of, like, that these things that take themselves seriously, but they're almost, like, parody themselves when you watch back at them. Aye. So his, his voice is dubbed. Um, that's right. Very, aye. very funny, man. Super, that's in that sort of, I think, I've got a few movies at that time, and one of them's that UHF. That's the Weird Al Yankovic. See if you've not seen that. Um, It's it's terrible, but it's funny. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's in that sort of, like, so bad it's good. UH, uh-huh. UHF, it's called. It's like basically, like, Weird Al Yankovic, and he just there's just mental shit happens just kind of like you know zany you know yeah. that type of thing i would put in naked gun the second naked gun movie into that that was one of my sort of like with that and things like the toxic avenger hi um even early horror movies like swamp thing and and shit like that where you're just yeah. kind of like this is so terrible toxic avengers a good one i loved a horror called basket case oh Never basket case a classic mate is that no uh peter jackson no that is bad taste bad taste get all these mixed up mate i've changed my opinion on bad taste i remember watching it when i was younger and i thought it was shit right i watched that again recently and i was like nah i like that ah it's a classic mate yeah Not same way like brain damage and all that 100 um reanimator yes um fuck me pet cemetery well i loved all these when i was I a loved that guy, as well. I loved see the this. second pet cemetery that's a belter i know I've only ever seen it a couple of times when I was younger, but I remember like loving the second one as well as the first one. And yeah. then Evil Dead, like you bring all these like sort of classic horror B movies into it, mate. I, they're lost, mate. I think they're gone forever. Yeah. Like even when we were we, well, when I, I'm, I'm older than you, but when I was young, VHS would just kick about. People would be like, oh, have you seen this? It's gone now, mate. Like yeah. if it's no Netflix, and even still, good movies like that go into Netflix and just get lost in the mirad of fucking shite that's yeah. on there. You know, people don't... The reason that I loved like, Toxic Avenger... Like, I'll, I'll tell you my, my thing, right? I had my own VHS collection. It was about 10 strong, right? Wait till you hear this eclectic collection. There was the three original Star Wars movies because I'm obsessed with Star Wars. That's why there's a Star Wars 
Blu-ray box set in the background on the shelf. Amazing. I'm obsessed with the f the original trilogy of Star Wars. The rest of it, I can take it or leave it. But the original trilogy, um, that then I had Maestro, the Paul McStay <laughs> documentary, Toy Story, Lady in the Tramp, Naked Gun 2, or was it two and a half? Naked Gun 2 and a half. <sighs> Fuck man, I'm starting to get Con Air. Amazing. Evil Dead, Toxic Avenger, and uh, I'm missing one more. I had the first Turtles movie. They were, see that collection of like videos that I had? I watched all of them at least 20, 30 times. And I think that's when you actually love something. Mm -hmm. See the way like you watch your favorite movie and there's bits of it that you know that nobody else even fucking notices. You just, you're obsessed with it. You're like pure, I find this wee tiny bit hilarious. Like see, sometimes mate, I watch a movie and I find the way somebody's face is. Like, my missus does a nut when I'm, like, rewinding it, howling, going, wait, look at his face when he says this word. And yeah. I find it fucking hilarious. And I think that that's lost now because there's so much choice. People watch something once, maybe twice, and then that's it. It's gone. It's gone. You don't get pure obsessed with movies. Because I've noticed that, I don't know if it's the way that cameras were made back in the day, but see, when you watched a VHS film... See the kind of c cinematography. I've noticed that that's different for a horror film. Like so, Pet Cemetery is mm -hmm. is very much get its own look and style and color. You know, it's not even. I'm not even talking about story. I'm talking about visually. Aye. It's visually different, and it looks beautiful and it's odd and everything's so like crisp and clear and mm -hmm. you know there's just something kind of. I think there's something missing. For well, modern day yeah. film. See what's Christopher Nolan has made popular this sort of like Dreek dull, like the way Inception or the Batman the Bat that Batman trilogy that he did. Oh. Everybody's just copied and pasted. That's the same with the soundscaping, the pure boom, like no like music, but just like noises happening. Oh. Everybody's just kind of done that. It's really cool. And the first time that I've seen a Christopher Nolan movie, you're like, that looks and sounds incredible. But it kind of, that feels like people have just went, I want to do that. So every movie now will have the Black Magic 6K cameras and it'll look like a Christopher Nolan thing. And I'm with you, mate. Everything's just very generic. Yeah. Looks the same, sounds the same. But TV's different now. Stranger Things has got its own style and yeah. its own, you know what I mean? I think TV's took over for that, like real artistic expression and now everything's just a marvel movie yeah it's like a movie you know which what I, mean? I find quite boring <clears throat> i'd still go and watch them but it's getting boring i just finished ozark the other night um four is, that, is that four seasons four right. seasons very very good um really good um there's a guy in it called kevin johnson kevin l johnson i think i've told you this he's a smaller part in ozark mm -hmm. one of the smaller characters in it but he he was on my first podcast that I done uh, at the start of yeah, the start tell of me lockdown. That. I did ten podcasts in the house, and he came on as a guest. Through Zoom, <laughs> I through Zoom. I think he thought I was like a big time podcaster. I <laughs> you're like pure. So he's like yeah, um, Bobby for Scott Squad, sending him your press shots and all that. Like, what Scott Squad? And he was saying, "Do you know Peter Mullen?" I was like, "No, but I know his brother." 
Um, I've seen Peter Mullen walking down Sucky Hall Street all day, mate. Aye? Aye, mate. I didn't have the balls to go up to him, which is usually strange for me. Usually I would just be pure. Like yeah. one time I seen Chick Young in Millport and I was walking by him. I was with my missus and I just went, Chick, high five. And he high fived me. My missus was pure, do you know him? And I was like, Chick Young. She was like, who's Chick Young? And he like, high fived you? I fucking high fived me. Lad. Legend. Um, there was one time somebody called bullshitting on Twitter with us where somebody had said, such and such. It was a guy who played for Celtic, Josh something. He was like a young player. And Thompson. Well remembered, mate. And I was on a flight back from Birmingham for Virgin Media or London. And uh, I sat next to him and I spoke to him. And he was telling, give me an update on his injury. And I seen somebody tweeting on Twitter, such and such. Oh, he's gone about for a while. And I said to him, well, I sat next to him on a flight and spoke away to the boy. He was just like, I'm a Celtic fan. You're doing well, whatever. Um and he, and he said that his recovery's gone well and it should be a couple of weeks. And they were basically like, you talk so much shit. And I was like, no, I'm being serious. And the guy's like, who has the confidence to just talk to somebody like that on a plane? And I was like, Aye, me? Me. Sorry. I talked to strangers. If I was sitting myself on a flight, I would talk to a stranger. But I um, I usually have this a bit of confidence. Like I seen Tom Rogic at the end of last season um, up at Kelvin Grove Park and he was on crutches. And I went up to him because I thought he was going to leave. And I was like, ah, listen, Tom, kept my distance, went, listen, Tom, mate, we've had a terrible year. What I want you to know, like, I'll always remember that Hamden, that goal against Aberdeen, and you're a legend, mate, whatever happens during the summer. And he was like, thanks very much, mate. But for some reason, I seen Peter Mullen. I think he had his, his hood up. He seemed a bit like, I see Frankie Boyle a lot, I don't talk to him. Yeah. So he seemed a bit like trying to hide himself away. And I think if you see that... You could get it, maybe get the vibes. I, I maybe I got the vibe. Don't, don't I've had that with Frankie Boyle once. Uh, I think I've, I don't know if I'm repeating myself on this podcast, but I did stand up one night with Frankie at Red Raw in Glasgow. I was comparing it and I introduced him to the stage, right. talking away about five asides and just having a laugh and all that. And then I went to the cinema the next day and he walked past us in the cinema and I was like, all right, mate. And he done that and walked away. Didn't I was like, what the you? fuck? I'd like to think he never recognised me, but if he did recognise me, I was like, all right. Nice so. one, Frankie. He's a strange one, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, I won't get into it too much. He's very funny. He's hilarious. <laughs> I don't want to cancel myself. Oh, no, he's, 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 he's hilariously funny. He's a great comedian, but I find his public persona slightly strange. Mm-hmm. Um, I find it as much as I don't agree that, you know, blah, 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 but if you if you pursue celebrity... Some like it's kind of like a coal miner going down and gone. I don't, uh, I don't like coughing. Yeah, and it's like you, you kind of signed up to that. Like, and and he wouldn't be giving you a high five. He'd probably try and punch you in the face, but I'd fucking give him one back. Yeah. No, Frankie Boyle's like an absolute Glasgow, Scotland, British comedy legend, mate. And I love his stand up. Yeah, but I just always find it strange where people pursue fame and then get it and go, "Don't come up to me." Yeah, I just, I don't know, man. Each to their own. I'm no slagging the guy, but I'm just, I find it quite perplexing when it's like, oh, I don't want attention. Yeah. Why are you a comedian then? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's true. Go and write jokes for other people. If that's what, if you don't want to be the public face yet, like, or go and sake. just get a fucking normal job. But, right. Uh, Peter Mullen, man, I, I love Peter Mullen. It's always something being in the back of my head. See his style of film. That's, I would love to make a film like that. Uh-huh. Just raw, dark such a talented guy i remember i get nominated for a bat it was a scottish new talent bafta did you mate years ago i when i first started doing scott squad it was Superb. like 
Darren Connell, I got nominated. We went there and I think whoever won got a part in one of these films and another one. And the part was only a wee it was one line in one of these films, right? And I was fucking devastated. I'd be gutted. Because he wasn't there and I wanted the chance to speak to him and I've never met him, but he is if anybody says like who's your hero? Peter Mullen. What's your favourite role? Do you know, I loved, it's really, really, really grim though, uh, Tyrannosaur. You seen that? No. Really grim. Right. He died, I think he directed it. Um, I'm just going to do a quick Google search. There's a, an all-star cast as well. You'll know her name. She's, I think she's won an Oscar. Right. How the fuck do you spell Tyrannosaur? Just put Peter Mullen on the IMDb, mate. Is it Tyrannosaurus as in Tyrannosaurus Rex? I don't know. Because I'm dyslexic. <laughs> Red group. Peter Mullen. I mean, I loved Ned's as well, but that's only a film that I can watch once as well. Aye, I think mine's his mother superior. I think he's he's not in train spotting a lot, uh-huh. but it's a unforgettable part. Yeah. You know, like um and that flat. Mate, I'd been in so many flats like that back in calm time, man. See Mother Superior's flat and uh train spotting. Aye. I'd been in a few of them, mate. Um Fuck, he was in Ozark as well. Aye, mate. Peter Mullen. He was, a, ba- he was a bad guy in, or he was like the gangster guy, went he? Season yeah. one. Uh, I've only ever watched season one and two. Um he's in Westworld as well, man. He's he's you, in he's in demand. We'll go back to you being in flats like that in a minute, right? Yeah, but okay. there's a, there's another great film he's in, it's called Hector. Hector has been living on the motorway for years. Um, he's homeless and uh, it's about a homeless Scottish guy in England. Very, very good. Um, Sunshine and Leaf. Fucking hell. Well done, son. Uh, Tyrannosaur. 2011. Director was Paddy Considine. Who's he? Paddy Considine. The guy in Dead Man's Shoes. The main actor in it. The guy that plays the guy f- that comes back for the... Right, is that the his army? name? Right. Constantine. What? Constantine? Is it? Const- Const- Con- I don't know, mate. <laughs> Paddy. Con- I think the both of us are dyslexic. Uh, I, I'm dyslexic, mate. Are you? I, mate. I get diagnosed with dyslexia in uni. Fucking hell. I'd went through a school thinking I was an idiot. Right, so Paddy wrote it and he directed it. <laughs> Paddy. I know. Uh, I'm talking. He's my best mate. The story of Joseph, a man plagued by violence and a rage that is driving him to self-destruction. Um, Joseph's, Joseph's life spirals into turmoil. A chance at redemption appears in the form of Hannah. So Hannah's in a relationship with her husband. Her husband is a violent domestic abuser, right? Right, okay. She snaps and has a mental breakdown and Peter Mullen's character's in between it. I don't want to spoil it, right? But the actress, where is she? It is Olivia Coleman. Oh, right. Aye, she's a fucking Aye. badass. So, all-star fucking film cast, but that's my type of shit. That, right. Uh, if, Peter, if anybody knows Peter Mullen and is listening to this, can you tell him that I love him? Aye. I, I love him. So back to the crack dens in East End of Glasgow. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been in a crack den? Well, I've been on heroin dens. Have you? Aye, for sure, mate. Have you ever took heroin? No, mate. Have you been offered it? 
Um, no, I don't think so. Technically, I probably have inhaled, like, I would, used to go up the courses and you would smell like death and there would be cunts tooting smack. Aye. Um, smoking smack after tinfoil. Um, there was one time I was in a car. Um, me and my brother-in-law used to do deliveries. And there was a guy used to hang about and he was a notorious sort of... He was a nice guy. He wasn't a bad guy. Like He wasn't like stabbing anybody, mugging anybody, but he wanted a lift up to Royston or whatever. And we stopped at the ESO garage and they started to smack in the back of the motor and I like jumped out the motor and I felt a bit sick and stuff. So I probably have inadvertently inhaled... Was it a Fumes. smell? Was it like a disinfectant kind of smell? Genuinely, mate, it sent every... F the smell sent every fucking warning receptor in my body off. It made me go run. Like, it genuinely did smell like death, man. It smelled like somebody was dying. It was like a horrible, chemically fucking... Like, Ammonia? Something like that, yeah. mate. I just... Everything in my body went... get to, And I just jumped out the motor. My brother walking back out and dragged him out the motor. But... um. So probably have inadvertently, but the one story that I do have about um, was a guy who that I hung about with, and I think I was too young to really know that he's more dour heroin addicts. Mm. They were that age, maybe about. Well, where was I? I was in a high end account time, so it was before I was I moved when I was nine. So it was pre nine year old. So yeah. it was like a wee boy, you know. You're kind of like stupid, don't really know what's going on, and um, he was like, "Do you want to come up?" His grandpa stayed with him and his grandpa flew doos out his windy. So he had the doos in cages under the bed. A so, doo hut. Aye, mate. Doos. Goop. You ever seen them doing the, the call? Goop. Aye. Um, so his, his grandpa had like a, a doos. So he was like, do you want to come up and see the, the, the pigeons? And you're a wee guy. Like, oh, aye, all right. And went in and there was no carpets. It was like bare floorboards. There was like shit everywhere. Wow. It was one of the hussies where if he was like, do you want a drink? You'd be like, nah, I'm all right. And there was yeah. beans oil, the flare. Like he's clearly no cleaning up and cooking. But when we were in the house, the police raided the house. Wow. And there was a toddler. And I remember, now, I, I'm not going to say names, right? Just nobody's got to fucking listen to this anyway. They're probably Don't say names. Indeed, but um, none of them have got phones. I remember... <laughs> Sake. <laughs> classism from Dan Sorry, I'm kidding. put that in the daily record I remember stuff getting stuffed doing this toddler's nappy that's my memory as going into the house like fucking oh look at the, the birds and then like a bang and obviously the fucking um, the, the police have like burst into the house and, and I remember they were stuffing stuff into the Wayne's nappy and putting the Wayne into the pram that's what I, I remember like vividly and I'm wondering, I wonder, it must have been drugs, mate. It must yeah. have been. And, you know, no naming names. It, they, were, they were drug dealers. Like, yeah. they were they were dealing and taking. Like, that was the norm. Like, the the, the three or four guys that I remember that were the big smack dealers in Carntine were all heroin addicts. Yeah. So they were, like, using and sort of dealing at the same time. But this house, mate, the smell, a pish, and, you know, you think you've got it bad, and then yeah. you go back, like... So bad that the guy that I was with one day played in the same football team, played for a football team called Carntown Victoria. And this was years later. I accidentally picked up his school shirt. And when I took it home, my ma bleached it. Wow. And then took it back round. And I remember my ma shouting at his ma. Holy fuck. That's how bad the clays were. My ma was like, I can't believe. Like, basically it was like, what the fuck has happened to your shirt? It's stinking a shite. And 
there's blood on it and all that. And I was like, I, I don't know, I don't, I don't know. And then she's like, that's not your shirt. And I've, like, I've picked up the wrong shirt. Aye. My mom fucking like boil bleached washed this shirt and took Fuck. it back round, took me round and was shouting at his mom at the front door, mate. So that's some of the, some of the shit that when I was young, mate, like, uh, stepping over people that were, had needles hanging out their arms, going up to mates, hussies and stuff like that, that, I, I was cutting about, I mean, I was born in 83, so I was like, when that story I'm telling you, that was 1991. Yeah. Like, pre-Tony Blair, like, John, I think John Major, Margaret Thatcher, like, Glasgow was a shithole, mate. Yeah. An absolute shithole. And we were getting into closes where there was genuinely people lying, ODing on the close steps, you know, I'm not being like, that was a daily occurrence, not at all, but I definitely fucking yeah, seen part, it. Part of it. I know people that were the same age as me that died of heroin overdoses. Yeah. And my sister, who's four years older than me, just about four years older than me, she had a full generation of people that got wiped out in that scheme yeah. through the fucking terrible atrocity that was heroin in the late 80s, early 90s. It's part of your life, mate. It's like, it's no, uh, you're not saying it as like, bragging. Why would you brag about that? It's heartbreaking. It's fucking terrible. I was traumatised by shit uh, like that, mate. Nobody wants to see it. Um, I'll tell you a story about heroin with me. Um, I won't name the guy, but this is what, obviously heroin's terrifying, right? Everybody knows it's scary, mm -hmm. but this is, the. see when I was an alcoholic, you'd think I'd probably take that then I heard this story and I'm like, nah, fuck that, man. Right, okay. So I know a couple of comedians that have took care of him, right? Right. They've smoked it. And one guy, I will not name him because I love him, right? Told me about the process of smoking heroin. And I swear to God, man, see, just standing looking at this guy talk about smoking heroin, it was like somebody talking about being in love with somebody. Right. And he... It was like a prisoner, it was like an army guy going away to war, writing a love letter about his fucking lover. Right. I swear to God, mate, his eyes glazed over. He's talking about the process of smoking it. And I'm like, holy fuck. Even though he was not addicted, he was still like, an addict. Still, I mean, talking about it, you're like, wow, man, that's mm -hmm. scary. In my head, because everybody's took coke and ekies and all that. I'm like, I've never thought that about ekies or booze or it seems like we i mean what the fuck do i know i've never took it right coke and eckies and booze seems to get you physically physically addicted i think smack gets you your soul addicted Aye. like it does something to your soul mm -hmm. that i'm like i would not fuck with that man mm -hmm. well if anything is genuinely claimed to be better than sex you know what I mean? I've took a, I've took a fair amount of coke and I've took a fair amount of ickies in my time, but I've never ever thought I would swap my life for this. Yeah. You know, I think it's a very very different thing, and it's an opioid. It's opium. You know, it's like yeah. Um. So I mate, that scares the shit out of me. I remember being a young man when I was depressed and stressed. Um, I was taking Valium. I've I never took it often, but I've started to take it to help me sleep. Mm -hmm. But when you start to abuse things, you realize it doesn't help you. And then it's like a fake sleep. It's not a real sleep. So a short story about Valium, right? I remember getting some off my friend and I took it with a cup of tea in my bed. I went to bed uh, fully clothed, I think. And okay. I woke up the next day under the bed and i was completely naked 
and I was like, what the fuck happened? Mm-hmm. Like, just didn't Did you know, retrace your steps? I didn't even know what happened. Was it's, it like the hangover? Like the Glasgow version <laughs> no, of the hangover? it was just under my bed, like curled up in a ball. <laughs> right. Had you left your room or anything? No. Oh, right. I thought you were going to tell me that you'd been fucking out wandering about or something. And Fuck's sake. Buckman. My pal <clears throat> took us to a roll shop for getting rolls in the mm-hmm. morning. And uh, I remember being in the roll shop and I was wearing a tracky tap and a pair of denims and the tracky was tucked into the denims and I was like looking at the menu and I was like, ah, all right, um, can I get two quarter pounders with cheese and onion? It was like half nine in the morning and my mate was like, ah, look at the fucking nick of you, you cunt. And I was like, but I'm taking them to help me sleep. And I, I don't know if it was in my room or his house, but he, he snatched them off me and he fucking crunched them up. But see, as he was crunching them up, I was like fucking Smeagol. I was like, ah, no, <laughs> I need it for sleep. Oh, so I'm glad sake. that was a short um, experience Aye, of life. Mate, wow. So if that's shitty two pound Valiums that are doing that, what the fuck is that? Were they street Valiums that you were taking as well, man? I think it was street Valiums. Oh, mate, they're, they're killing cunts now, man. Yeah. People are overdosing. Right, blue. Aye, blues. Aye. Mm-hmm. So they're devastating, mate. You seen? You see guys that have previously been heroin addict. They'll fucking gub handfuls of Allium. You know yeah. what I mean, man? And it's so it's just, when they say, "Oh, how come addicts can drink Yazoo?" and they're always talking about Yazoo, take a couple of Alliums and you'll you'll understand. Because when I'm full of them, I'm like, oh, I want something creamy, man. You feel like, oh, creamy sauce, man. Get something with honours of sauce on it. <laughs> you you won't understand until you take a blue. You're like, oh, I yazoo. <laughs> Fucking geezer yazoo, man. Oh, a banana-flavoured yazoo. <laughs> I was just about to say, see if it's the banana one, man. Get it in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking banana yazoo, man. It's fucking, that's but, rank, man. Uh, how long have we done? Nearly an hour, mate. Nearly an hour? No. Didn't even need the notes. I know, I've got hundreds of shit there. I mean, we won't go on too long, but it's weird talking about drugs and Valium and all that, mate. I've been back fasting. Um, I'll let you know how long I've done. I've got a weird, odd buzz about me the day, man. I think it's about your fasting buzz. And banana yazoo. <laughs> banana high. <laughs> uh, banana, man. <laughs> That's Where the cool. fuck's my fasting app on this, man? I feel like a grander that's doing a podcast. No wonder I'm at my tits. 21 hours, 44 minutes and 16 seconds. What time did you last eat? I last ate at 17.47 last night Fuck. because I was gigging last night and I didn't want to eat too close to the gig. And then by the time I got up the road, I missed my window. But I ate enough. It's weird, though. It's weird because it's your mind... I had two amazing meals last night with two protein bars, plenty of calories, but at certain points you're just sitting, you're like, why am I not eating? Nothing today with hunger. Uh-huh. Like, and plus I'm carrying a lot of weight right now. So when you're fasting, it's fucking easy, man. When you're carrying your, the chunk. Your body just starts eating itself. Aye. So that's why I'm like euphoric cocaine, cocaine high right now. Because oh, my titties are burning. I'm fasting. Aye, but uh, I'll probably break the fast soon, mate. Fucking half free. Aye, mate, I would do it. I wouldn't fast for too long, mate. Yeah. I, I'll, I fast every day, mate. I do at least 16 hours. That's at least... Sometimes I go 48, sometimes I've went 72 and pushed it. But 
I don't know. The benefits for me are like mental clarity. So yes. you're talking about you feel kind of like sharp. You feel like really aware. Uh-huh. And also it's a good way to manage your weight. I mean, I've had people being like intermittent fasting's an eating disorder and stuff like that. I'm like, really? You really want to see an eating disorder? I'll show you a fucking eating disorder. I don't think that I don't see it like that at all. It's just I mean, I've not had a cold or a flu in like four years. Yeah. And I've been fasting for four years. Yeah. So it's something about your immunity. Um, I know that I read something on building immune like immunity resistance like so that your immune system is really strong and that would really sort of like speak to me in a way because my missus will drop down with a cold and i'll feel lethargic and then a couple of days later i feel fine and yeah. she's always like that's you getting a cold and i think that there's there's a lot of benefits mate and it and the weight will drop off you as well man i'm sure you're finding that you're pissing like a racehorse uh yes pissing like a racehorse uh going to the toilet better as well number twos one big shite a day man yep but i tell you another thing i've done it many times right see the first time i did it i lost four stone and then the second time i done it it maintained a weight but see over christmas i put a lot of weight on over christmas right Mm -hmm. and i couldn't fit into my jacket Mm -hmm. and i put my jacket on today and i was like that now don't get me wrong it's still a bit neat but Mm -hmm. i'm like it fits me and i'm like "I, i i've only been doing it for a week and don't get me wrong, I've not been eating pure clean. I've not been to the gym. I've been too busy to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. That's just fasting. I'm like, oh, my clo- my clothes are feeling a bit better. But I, it's addictive. It makes you feel, it makes you appreciate food more. And uh, it's easy. You should try OMAD. One meal at a day. Uh-huh. And try and get your, whatever your maintenance calories, whatever it is, what are you, like 2,000 calories or something like that? So I'm using my prep <clears throat> meals, which is like 480 calories a meal. I could eat two of them as my one meal. Easy? 800 calories? It is a fucking shift to eat one meal, by the way. See, for so, because you think like a pizza, a cheese pizza <clears throat> is a thousand calories and it's shite. There's nothing on it. Mm-hmm. A plain cheese pizza. These meals, which is like nearly 500 calories that's fucking nothing man do you want me to tell you what i had last night i day omad sometimes one meal I, I had one meal last night it was across an, an array of foods but my maintenance cam six five and a hundred kilos right wait a minute all right oh, sorry, so i'm sorry. six foot five hundred kilos I, so my maintenance calories are like three and a half thousand calories so that's good you know i can eat <laughs> i can eat food like that last night i had a chicken caesar salad with four eggs, two slices of black pudding, oh. two scoops of tuna mayo with onion and hot sauce on I'm the horny. side. And then I had um, a bowl of raisins, like yogurt covered raisins, like a wee sort of bowl of them with gluten-free Pringles, like a half tub of gluten-free Pringles. And that was like three and a half thousand calories. But I, I ate that one sitting, mate. And I could have kept eating. I can eat, man. I should do competitive eating, I think. Amazing. I'm a bottomless fucking pit. Do you know that, what? The size of that meal was like... And you can Massive. Die. Like the side, it went across the full table and I just sat and ate it in one go. See, I have done one meal a day. Um, I right. did it at the first lockdown, right? But I don't know if it was because, see, during the lockdown, you're just living a lockdown life. There's nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. I became totally obsessed with that. Like, just eating one meal a day for me was a bit boring. I'd done it, and I managed it, but I'm like, nah, man, I love cups of tea and all that. 
You could have a cup of tea. Do you still drink tea? Uh, no, I don't, but you could fucking do that, man. Aye. Like, a, a spot of milk and whatever, a sweetener. Aye, because last night I had a pint of soda water at the gig with cranberry in it, and my fucking mentally ill brain was like, you're breaking a fast. No, man, don't be like, doing that. Stupid. There's, there's like, levels to it. Like, you're allowed to have coffee. Uh-huh. There's calories in coffee. Yeah. You're allowed to have black tea. I would, if somebody was to say, oh, having what would constitute like a spot of milk and your tea's breaking your fast, I'd be like, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. That's too far. Now you're in an eating disorder. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. But don't just limit, you know, like sometimes I'll, I'll have a, like a coconut milk latte, like a small coconut milk latte, which is genuinely get like 45 calories on it, mate. Yeah. That is not breaking a fast. It's just not doing it. It's like I... tiny amounts of calories. You know what I mean? Do you but, know what you're going to eat tonight? Um, no, mm. no, no, yet. Okay, did that sound good? That meal, yeah, it was fucking banging, mate. My missus makes a great salad. You like tuna, don't you? I love tuna, I love eggs, I love chicken, I love black pudding, I love bacon, I love that's it's not all that I love, but that's like <laughs> the staple of my fucking <laughs> diet. Salmon, um, it's not that healthy, it's not clean. Like, I'm having chicken Caesar salad, there's hundreds of salad dressing on yeah. there. And hot but, sauce and all that. What hot, about that hot sauce that you've got? The spicy hot holy sauce. Holy shit, mate! Oh my god. Me, I'm getting so horny, good. man. So good. Uh, I mean, it literally took the move clean off me. I had a numb. Like my lips were numb for about four hours after I had it, and I had a cap full of it. Oh my god. And a bowl of ramen that was the size of like the bowls are like that size. So that was what I had the night before. I had um, <clears throat> steak ramen uh-huh. with long stem broccoli, two boiled eggs. That was like my one meal. But I had and then on, I had a dessert which was a gluten free something and because I eat gluten free. Right, okay. Right, let's wrap up so I, you I can, know, like, you can I, break your fast. I actually forget I was doing a podcast <clears throat> there, man, talking about food. Look, guys, thank you so much for the support. I just want to give a big shout out to Merchant City Medical again. Um I'm telling you, don't hold back. If he's wanting something done, get it done. Everybody gets it done. It's 2022. Don't give a fuck what anybody says pay a wee deposit and pay it up and you'll you'll have sexy hair like me um i get my fucking eyebrows threaded and everything do you know what i mean sometimes i'm a skinny ride and a day hunters are shagging sometimes i'm fat as fuck you've got tea so um if you enjoy my podcast please like and share um it's the only way we can keep doing this and if you like my stuff you can donate a coffee through the coffee app you can follow me on twitter add me on facebook follow me on instagram you can find me put darren connell into the apple podcasts and you'll find straight white whale um your support is appreciated thank you very much whoopi goldberg mel gibson god bless see you next week ah go stab oh ah.